Hey, what's up? My name's Eric, and I like to do these little podcasts for fun. I just recorded one, but it's not working on my cell phone, so I'm going to re-record what I was trying to say. Um, So I think I was about 16 or 17, and I got kind of obsessed with Maynard James Keenan. I I shouldn't say kind of obsessed. I was pretty obsessed. Um, Him, he's the lead singer for Tool. And then I got obsessed with like 311, like Nick Hexum, and oh my gosh, S.A. Martinez, I think is his last name. Anyway, so I, I was obsessed with music, but more in particular, I was obsessed with Maynard and trying to figure out his lyrics and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I started to think about obsessions recently, and I think it, it's fascinating to me because I've been formally diagnosed with OCD, which stands for, of course, Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. And so the obsessive, the obsessive part is what's interesting to me. Um, I think in some ways it's like a gift, but it's also a curse. Um, I remember I had a friend named Andrea, who I was obsessed with, by the way. <laughs> and um, in high school, she told me, she's like, Eric, whenever you like something, you obsess over it. And I thought about that. I'm like, she's right. Whether it was bleached hair, wearing Hawaiian shirts... Um, necklaces, jewelry, rings, whatever. And then I hate to use this term, but that's what we called them in high school. I wore wife beaters, which are like those white tank tops that are kind of stretchy. Anyway, that was back when I was in shape, by the way. Um, So anyway, it's just like obsessions are are just fascinating. And uh, I was obsessed with another girl all throughout high school. I drove her nuts. And... uh, it's, I, I don't know, looking back, I'm, I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had, but even like this podcast, I could become obsessed with it. Like, did somebody listen or did I offend someone or, oh my gosh, why did I publish that? And then, oh, I, you know, just that kind of stuff. I can obsess over and over and over again about it. Um, but like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. Uh, so one last thing I want to talk about, I'll, I'll try to make this quick is money. So I grew up, I was about seven when my dad retired. So my dad and mom were 18 years apart and I was born, my dad was in his fifties or just 50 years old or whatever. I can't remember exactly, but he retired when I was about seven. And so we moved to St. George, Utah and my dad had a really good job and had, I believe a good pension and all that kind of stuff. So we had a pool in the backyard. We had a big house on the golf course. And so I grew up totally spoiled. I mean, just like beyond spoiled. And so now about, you know, 20 plus years later, (laughs) I'm just like, I I mean, paying for water, gas, sewer, electricity, rent, insurance, you know, just all sorts of stuff, food, clothing. And uh, it's, I don't know. It's just, I'm I'm just kind of blown away by how expensive life is. And I was clueless. I mean, just absolutely clueless about 20 years ago. So I didn't even know what I, what I had. And now I'm admiring all my friends who've been like this since they were like 15. You know what I mean? So, but anyway, I'm trying to think if there's something else I want to say. I'll say, I I said that was going to be the last thing, but this will be the last thing. So I've been critical of my church as far as like blacks in the priesthood or like polygamy or just stuff that I don't understand that doesn't fit in my little, you know, box of 
perfect, you know, it needs, everything needs to be perfect in the LDS church for it to be true, all that kind of stuff. Like I studied the Mountain Meadows massacre, um, you know, just things with church history. I just don't understand or agree with. And like, I struggle because I have a cousin who's gay and he's like one of the most Christ-like people I've ever met. And I'm just confused. And he's been with his partner for like, I want to say over 20 years. And so I don't understand the whole like homosexuality thing and like the doctrine or the policies and procedures of the church and all that kind of stuff. So I, I struggle, but, but there is one thing I do know, at least I feel like I know, and that's that the book of Mormon is inspired. And I believe it's a true book. I believe that Joseph Smith did not write the book or get a, you know, a group of guys together, come up with a book or whatever. I, I, I've read the Book of Mormon probably six times from cover to cover. And I'm telling you, there is no way that somebody made that book up. There's just no way. And I know people are going to disagree with me or whatever, but that's just how I feel. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye.